Support for Elbows Tight is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ETP20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. That's a lot of balls, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) When Manscaped reached out to work with us, I instantly thought, yes, what a deal. I've been using Manscaped products for a while now, and when they mentioned helping out with the podcast, I I thought it was a no-brainer. I have the Lawnmower 4.0 now, but I had the Lawnmower 3.0 and absolutely loved it. Also, most people think about manscaped as just trimmers but really they have ball deodorant ball toner the weed whacker which is your favorite thing right john yeah i love the weed whacker look i'm about to hit like 45 years old so i got hair growing out of everywhere now so it's coming out my ears i'm like man where is that weed whacker it's definitely my favorite (laughs) get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code etp20 at manscaped that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code etp20 Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. It's your host, Travis and John. John, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's a it's a beautiful day outside. It's uh, that fall weather, which oh. is like perfect for hanging out, drinking some, some beers, roasting some marshmallows. We've had a couple days of um, some rain, which kind of sucked, but... I felt like that was... That was the change you just experienced. Like when you went out this morning, it was crisp. It was beautiful. Like you're like, oh yeah, winter's here. <laughs> Winter is yeah. no longer coming. It is yeah, here. It is here. It is here. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get snow next week. Uh but probably. Which will make training kind of hard because if it snows too heavy, then it's gonna be like, great. How the hell am I gonna get to the gym? I mean, you got a big truck. This, I mean, it's not a big truck. It's a full size truck. But yeah, I Th- know those are called big trucks. I, I have a small truck. That's debatable. <laughs> I wouldn't even really say. I don't know. Do you guys at home think a Jeep Gladiator is a truck? I don't. I don't really know if it's considered well, a truck. It has a bed. Which yeah, is, but an El Camino has a truck. Which or is a, a bed. Uh, and an El Camino is a truck. Uh, El Camino was not a truck. I disagree. Ask anyone with a mullet. It's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, if you have a mullet in 2022, you're my hero. My wife won't let me get a mullet. I've asked multiple times, and every time she's like, no, you're not getting a dang mullet. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with mullets? Like, those look great. I would love to have a mullet. I I kind of do the fake thing, which our audience can't tell because they only see the front. Yeah, yeah. John definitely, well, you kind of have like a point that comes down Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like a fake. You can't really tell. And then when people see it, they're confused more than anything. (laughs) They're like, like, that's a grown-ass man with a... with what, a what little is rat that? tail. <laughs> you guys remember back in the 90s, rat tails, how, how cool they were? Oh, how times have changed, man. I also remember when people used to have the bangs that would just be like the two braided bangs that would come down or like the spikes. Hit me up in the DMs if you remember the spiked bangs mm. back in the day. Rest or, of the better head was yet, shaved. Put a, give us a picture. <laughs> Show a picture. I used to have like long hair that was like past my shoulders back in my emo days when I used to hate my life and is that when you wore a lot of black lace or what i didn't wear black lace i thought that's i thought that was emo uh i mean that was more goth look i'm not gonna get into the semantics (laughs) with this all right john we got some news jonathan what you're back you're back man i am back i am back how is it 
It's been fine. I've been going to the uh, fundamentals class, which, you know, is a little less intense, but they do roll afterwards. So it's, it's nice to get some feeling back into it. I'm drastically out of shape. Yeah. Like, it sounded like, uh, like bellows on my first roll. Like I could hear the air wheezing out of my chest. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, I really just let it go. That's so funny. But, uh, you know, it feels good to move around again and I don't know. It seems like easier to learn when you take a break too and you come back. Like I'm not trying to retain everything because everything's familiar. Hmm. So I'm just picking up stuff that it just seems a little bit easier, I guess, on that aspect, just not the the physical part of it. That's such an interesting take because I wouldn't even have considered it being easier or harder, even though you're back in the fundamentals class. That it's because you, you already know it. I would think it's probably it's easier to retain because your mind's not like exhausted from learning. Like, yeah, you've had such a long break. Between. Yeah, well, you know when it's like the first time somebody's teaching a technique and you're just you're trying to get every piece yeah. of it they're telling you, like with the hand goes here, this goes there, that step there. Well, I mean, after you've done it for a while, right? Then you take a break, and then somebody teaches it again. It, you can really just focus in on like the key points without trying to pay attention to every yeah so i found that i like that a lot yeah you know? that kind of brings up the the whole thing that i talk about when people first start in jujitsu you know they, they often get asked by like an instructor or someone teaching them like do you have any questions and to me it's kind of it's kind of not a good question to ask brand new people in jujitsu and this is my reason why because when you first start in jujitsu you don't know anything, right? Everything is unfamiliar. Yeah. Everything is brand new. And you don't have that base level of knowledge to even formulate a question on how something should be done or why it's done that way, right? Because you have no understanding of the the, the very basics. And the prime example I could use of this is outside of jujitsu. When I worked for this forensic engineering firm in Seattle, I traveled to Mississippi and we did a job for the Mississippi uh, Transit or Department of Transportation. And what we had to do was they had a bunch of wood bridges and they wanted to know uh, if the the wood pillars that were holding up the bridges were going bad. And they're like telephone poles, you know, they have the, the chemical on it to make sure that they don't rot in the ground and rain and stuff like that. Well, the way that we did it is we took a 1 inch drill bit because it's the same size as a nail. And what we would do is we had probably about a foot or two feet long drill bit and we would drill into the the post and you would feel the resistance as you were going through right hmm. because uh, the harder it is the more the better the wood the easier right, right. it is the so the worse you're the like wood damn is. this shit's rotten right because the wood rots from the inside out most time and so we're practicing before we go out and we just have this one that everyone's taking a turn you know getting familiar with how it's going and the project engineer at the time was like Okay, Travis, go ahead and go. And I'm I'm drilling and I'm like, I don't even understand like what's going on on this, right? I've never done this before. And he's like, So what do you feel? I was like, I feel like I'm drilling into a piece of wood, dude. I don't <laughs> I don't know. He's like, Well, was it soft? Was it hard? I was like, I I give me like three, four more attempts at this, and maybe I would be able to understand yeah. what a good one feels like, what a bad one feels like. And it's the same thing with jujitsu technique, right? Like, you don't know what you don't know, and you can't you can't understand if the technique is working or if you're doing it right because you this is your first time ever doing it you know like i'm sure there's times now when you're when you're in class and you'll do it and you're like man that felt good like that was a good rep yeah right yeah for sure yeah you know it's interesting uh one thing i don't know when the last time you've been to just watch new people but um 
they always struggle with just shrimping. Yeah. Like shrimping, like that's something you try to explain to somebody and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and when I watched it, when I got back, you know, like I just watched them struggle and, you know, Billy's helping them. Right. And, uh, I always just want to stand over them so they could push off my legs. So they understand why yeah. they're shrimping, you know? Yeah. So I, I did that when we were there and I was like, you know, if you just do that, then they understand it like right away. Like this is why you're doing it. You can push right off of me. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just interesting. And it, it, it kind of goes to the point that Sergio made on what, what makes a good student trusting your instructor on why you do something, because in our head, we do want to know the details. Well, most of us do. Right. We want to know the details on why we're doing something. What's this going to actually work for? Is this going to be practical? Am I doing a kata? You know what I mean? Like, and do you feel that when, now that you've came back because you are in the more of the beginner's class that you're kind of taking a leadership role in helping people are you just trying to get back to your base I, i'm you know i'm not uh and honestly you're, you're i never what? i'm not trying to take any type of leadership oh, okay. mentoring role I was like, there's two parts of that question and, just, i'm not it's like, <laughs> i'm not to both uh, and honestly i don't ever <laughs> want that in jujitsu that's not something i want i don't you know i don't ever want to be a coach i don't want to ever have to teach it that's not my strong suit i'm not good at explaining things like that you know it's just not something I'm comfortable with. Um, so I would hope I'm never doing that in jiu-jitsu. But, I mean, as a colored belt, especially in the beginner's class, you're supposed to be partnering up with someone that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is, is newer, mm -hmm. right? So that way you could help them. So in those moments, you still you just kind of like back out, or do you, uh, I don't you know, call I mean, Cody over. You're have, like, hey, have we Millie. not have we not been in class before? And they say, don't teach the students. So, I'm not saying you're teaching. <laughs> you know what they say, like... I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I think there's... A, yeah. I think at our point, yeah. right, we're coming up on three years as blue belts, and I think at our point, we understand when we cross... What's crossed the line and what is... I mean, if it's something, like, dumb, sure, I'll, I'll tell them, right? So, like, if they are putting their hand in the wrong place, or... Yeah, or if they're just, like, squeezing my head in some dumb headlock or something. Yeah, and, and you're like, that's actually not doing anything. Yeah, or if they're... Like, pissing if, me off. If they're trying to... <laughs> past my garden they're crushing my nuts or something you know like yeah i'll be like actually your hand goes here and you know you know keep my hip down here or something like yeah, that but yeah if it's anything like crazy technical i'm probably just gonna not not involve myself with it yeah i mean that's 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 interesting i i'm kind of leaning towards the same thing in a sense uh i've been partnering with like cody and um other blue belts lately and i think more of what's been happening in class with us is i've been kind of we've been kind of having more of a conversation uh, a technical understanding conversation of the technique right so we'll i'll partner with like say will who's a blue belt super he's a super killer man's like looks like he's carved out of marble it's he's ridiculous. like in the 300 he's one of the yeah the guys literally i'm like dude stop flexing your abs like i'm not i'm like oh, yeah, whatever yeah uh but like we'll we'll do a technique and we'll sit there and break it down we might take a little, you know, a little longer with each technique, but we really try to understand every rep on why it is, why it's going the way it's going, you know? And I think for people that are first starting or in the beginner's class or coming back from a break, that could be very, very beneficial, right? Talking to your partner and be like, hey, man, how did that feel? Where did it, I always ask, like, how was my pressure? Did you feel there was any space? What could you have done to get out of that? Or what should I have done to make that make that better? Yeah. I, I mean, I I see the value in that for sure. 
But do you think you could do it in the beginner's class, even though I haven't, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, you know, honestly, when I go to class, it's more of a, an escape for me, right? If I'm uh, managing all day at work, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to have to coach anyone when I get off work yeah, and I go do yeah. something in my off time. Yeah. If you guys don't know, John recently just picked up a new position at work. Yeah. So just more work. That's all it is. It's literally just more paperwork. Yeah. He has yeah. to listen to people, people people's problems all the time and if you guys know john outside of the podcast you know he is a man of empathy he <laughs> I, loves, what are you talking about he loves people i do love people i'm lying he is not a man of empathy <laughs> i am very i would just say i'm more stoic and people are not yeah that's the difference very true what? don't let things little things get to you didn't you have a promotion there recently I wouldn't say, it, I mean, I got a third stripe on my belt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got a third um, stripe on my belt. All right. Well, how was that? Tell me about it. Hmm. How, <laughs> how do I, how do I say this? It's my first stripe that I've gotten from Sean. All right. Right. And so it was a, a big honor for him to, you know, not finally give me, for me to actually finally earn a stripe from him. Right. Uh, it was a very proud moment for me, right? Because he's been teaching us for what, two years now? It's been a while for sure. Yeah. So it's my first promotion. I don't even know how long. Long, time. but it was it was a it was a good a good thing, it, you know. And it it didn't feel like he gave it to me because everyone else that was there was getting one. And it's never been like that at our academy. But I do know of people like the kids class. A lot of times, kids will get stripes on their belt because they've just been showing up, right? You know right. what I mean. Well, you and, keep and, and granted, they they should right in in all actuality because they have so many belts and so many colors and. I think a kid earning stripes from showing up and being consistent is a very good thing. But for me, I felt like I earned it like really hard. Like I've been really practicing. I've lately, I've been really thinking about jujitsu in a more of a, I mean, we talk about it like more of a philosophical way mm -hmm. of like, if you guys are following us on Instagram, I've really been trying to put more thought into our content on how it can help other people because it's been helping me thinking that way about jujitsu. I've had like a complete different mindset change. And since doing that, I feel my jujitsu has exponentially grown. And so getting recognition from Sean and getting a stripe, I was like, man, this feels great. And what's even more interesting than that is besides my, my stripe, Charles did not get a stripe that day. And what was interesting is on our way home, and this kind of made me think about promotions in a different way too. On the way home, he's like, hey, you know, like I didn't get promoted today, but I'm okay with that, to tell you the truth. I was like, well, why, why, why are you okay with that? What's, what's, why wouldn't you want a promotion? He's like, it's not that I don't want a promotion, but I've always felt like I was just given them for showing up. He's like, now that I'm in the adults class, I feel I have to earn this stripe. But you can't you can't argue with that, right? I'd be like, that's good, that's good, right? And so it was it was interesting to hear a fourteen year old kid who's a gray white belt been doing jujitsu probably just as long as we have, mm -hmm. and he had this mental shift in his jujitsu journey. I think your phone's ringing on the table. Uh, Go ahead. he he had this like mental shift in his mindset as well of not getting promoted so he realized like hey i kind of have to do more than just show up as well and it's real cool to see him understand that now you know because otherwise he would just think all right promotion day i'm showing up i'm getting a strike promotion day i'm showing up it's time for my next belt and it's not that it disvalues his promotion but i don't know it makes him it makes him want to learn more it makes him want to go to class because he knows now 
I have to actually earn it. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And I, I mean, I don't know, you know, like he's growing up now, right? Like just like you had this fundamental shift in the way you're looking at jujitsu, he's having the same thing and it may just come with time and as you grow up and you know, you just gain that little bit of wisdom. Yeah. And congratulations, Riley. I saw you got that blue belt. Yeah, and then Riley, the silent assassin, got her blue belt. Well-deserved. She's 16, mm-hmm. so that she could officially be a blue belt. Uh, rolls are just as hard as before. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. They're probably harder now. Yeah, really I right. was rolling with her the other day. Funny story real quick. I was rolling with her a couple weeks ago, and her dad was like sitting on the sideline. And she's like, Travis. He's like, Travis, I need you to I need you to put a... Uh, she's been she's been a, a little bit of a jerk today. I need you to put a little, a little butt whooping on her. I was like... Okay, for sure. <laughs> I was like, I got done with the roll. I was like, sorry, bro, I tried. <laughs> Not today. Not today. <laughs> mm. So who who do you typically partner with now that you're back? John. John. Uh, and, I, you know, look, nothing against, like, brand new uh, white belts. I love them, but I'm not going to roll with them right now. Um, I'll Why prob- is that? I just, I don't know what my shoulder can take at this point, and I don't want some crazy abrupt movement that I can't anticipate or... Mm. You know, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna caution there. Uh, I'll probably just roll with the blue belts and higher for now. What was your first roll like? Were you? Did you still feel like? Because I mean, you were only gone for what, like five six months? Yeah. Well, Maybe I mean, it's even. been a year since the surgery, right? So I tried to go back. Uh, oh, I, I take that back. Yeah, it's been. I tried to go back. I think around the eighth month mark, and I went to two or three classes, but I was rolling with Cody, and he kind of pushed on my my hand. And I screamed like I was dying. Yeah. And, all, and I mean, it was not even a move. He was literally just like pushing my arm back. And I knew at that point that I probably shouldn't come back to any more classes until I could take that kind of movement. So it just feels tighter and stronger now. I just want to ease into it. And I mean, you're talking two shoulder surgeries at this point. I don't want to, I don't want a third one. So, <laughs> and I don't want to quit. So I just, I'm just treating this totally differently coming back. I'm not going to worry about uh, so much of the competitive side of it like I feel like I did before. Agreed. Um, I'll probably tap often sooner than I used to. As soon as like uh, I felt people even going for like a head and arm with this arm, I just tapped. As soon Mm. as they even got it over, I just tapped. Um, And I'll probably continue to do that. I don't see why I'm going to chance it. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you feel like there's anything that has changed since since coming back like physiologically like do you feel um certain positions or certain moves because your shoulder still kind of recovering is is not as good or not as easy oh uh, no i would just say it was funny because when i was rolling with john he was like man whoo you sure are rusty on the movements like time <laughs> t- like timing is completely off at this point right like uh that's 100 percent for sure yeah you you're know? like you're like it's like a a toddler, like yeah. I, try, I throw something yeah. at my son, and then hit like hits him in the forehead, and then he tries to catch it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to sp- like I used to spring up off the mat, you know, real quick. Now it's kind of like let me put a knee down and my arm, and then get up <laughs> off the mat. Like you know, the flexibility definitely went down a bit. It, you know, it's it's hard to get all that stuff. You work your way up to it, but it's so easy to regress. Just a, a couple months off, and the regression is insane. Yeah. So are you going to be doing anything outside of jiu-jitsu to hopefully rebuild some of that regression? You know, I don't know. I uh, I run at home on a treadmill. I really, if I could get anything back quicker, I'd want my cardio back. Like, for me, that's that's the biggest thing for me in jiu-jitsu. I feel like if you can maintain your energy level and you can breathe, you know, like, the longer the roll goes, like, the 
easier it becomes. Yeah. When you find yourself gassed and all that's gone in the first 45 seconds, that's when the roll becomes like, holy shit, how much time's left on the clock? Bro. You know, when you're looking up there and you're like, oh my God, there's still four minutes. I don't want that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I might get back into some yoga. It's just all depending. I feel like um, life is is settling down to a bit, a bit of a better routine now that the job's locked in. You know, I've been I was temporarily doing that for a few months, and my daughter's soccer's wrapping up. So it just feels like I have more time now. Yeah. Um. Do you feel that uh, relearning the basics have been helping you or not? Oh yeah, for sure. You know that um, drill Billy loves around the world. I'm sure everybody knows what that is. I'm not. I wasn't never. Is that- it, so j- just for people back home, in case they have something that's different than their around the world. What What are you talking about for around the world? It's like you go through the entire movements where you're on the bottom. Somebody's in mount. You put their hands on the ground. You do like a trap and roll, and then you go through. Um, you stack them. You pass to the side. Then you go north south. And then you go left back to right. And then you end up in the same position. They flip it, and then they go through it. It's a lot of movements. And, you know, as soon as Billy's like, all right, let's go around the world. Around, I was like, shit, I don't remember this to save my life. And he's like, is anybody need, does anybody not? I, I just raised my hand. I was like, yeah, I, I don't remember it. Can you just show me real quick? <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's just taking that time off. You can remember it, but you're just not fluid, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Around the world, even to me now, it's, and I've been consistent. It's still one of those things where I'm like, all right, man. Because there's like little nuances to it, you know, and you could easily. Well, it just, makes you work your dumb side. Yeah. I stay away from the dumb side. Yeah, my non-jujitsu side yeah, is what so, I call it. Yeah. I always stay away from it. And this, <laughs> this drill forces you to do it. I'm like, great. Now I have to stop everything and remember, wait, this is left. <laughs> I need to do this opposite. <laughs> I uh, Speaking of working your non-jujitsu or your dumb side, John Thompson, who's uh, you know a high-level instructor, black belt, he's like big on YouTube and Instagram, stuff like that. He talked about a interesting topic that we always hear about in class is, should you drill your non-dominant side, right? And he says yes and no. And it was real interesting because the reason he says yes is because it gives you more opportunity in case of your opponent going to your non-dominant side. Right, and it makes sense because if you don't drill your non-dominant side, your opponent goes that way, then you can't you can't not do it because, you know, like it's you can't like, "Hey, can you hold on a second? Can you go to your other side so I can actually pass your guard?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that was interesting and it gives he says, you know, it gives you more tools in your toolbox, right? But no, because you should just learn your game on how you want to do it in a sense, right? Like if you're if you're always going to pass guard, right? because you feel comfortable passing your guard on the right, then you should drill passing your guard on the right. It's kind of like what Sean said. Like, like I, he doesn't drill both sides, per se, all the time, because he says in his mind, like, no, I'm not going to... You stop me from going to my side. Like, stop me from going to my dominant yeah, side. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. To me, it's it's a simple for people that want to try this at home that maybe doesn't do any jiu-jitsu. Go get a pen and paper and write with your opposite hand. Yeah, it's That's terrible. how it feels like. <laughs> When, when I have to do jujitsu on that side, I'm like, I, I don't know if it's that difficult for everyone else, but I'm like, this is horrible. Yeah. You know, I'm like, not interested. So what's your biggest takeaway and lessons learned so far from coming back? Everyone, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topping. 
Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code ETP20 for free shipping and 20% off. Recently, John and I have received the shampoo, conditioner, and deodorant. And I'm not lying to you. I probably won't ever use any other shampoo and conditioner and deodorant. John, how, how do you like it? Man, I 100% love it. And matter of fact, the deodorant is probably my favorite. It's also aluminum free, which is something I look for in all my deodorants. Yep. Um, not only do I like it, but my wife loves it. Yeah. And what's nice about the shampoo and conditioner and deodorant, it, it has that manscaped smell, but it's not super overpowering. Uh, the deodorant, I can't talk highly enough about the deodorant, just something about it. I feel great. It goes on thin, aluminum free. As far as the materials they used for the shampoo and the conditioner, it's not a cheap bottle. Or, it's metal. Or, yeah, it, it is nice. I was thoroughly impressed. Get 20% off and free shipping with code ETP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. With free shipping at code at manscaped.com using code ETP20. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode. Ooh, biggest takeaways and lessons learned. You know what's interesting, Billy? If I don't know if Billy's listening to this. When Billy first started teaching the um, fundamentals class, I think I went to it. So it's been a while, right? I think he's been teaching it now for over a year. Just like watching a different instructor. The first time I went, I think Billy was like just getting in the groove to it, right? Yeah. And he was like really rough with it. Now he's like smooth and polished. And I was like, so shout out to you, Billy. Billy, good job. Biggest takeaway, um, just have fun. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just going to have fun with it. No pressure at all. Uh, and that's it. Like for me, that's that's the big change for me. So I, I just actually did an Instagram post on our Instagram yesterday. Where it was John and I messing around, not us, John, the other John, the other people John, and him and I, we were just like having fun in class and we were pulling guard, to passing the guard and whatnot. And the rep I showed on Instagram was probably one of the best reps I did in the, the night. And it was because we were just messing around. We were having fun. You know what I mean? Like right. joking and, and, you know, taking it seriously when it came, when it was doing it, but we were trying to be more playful with it. And I felt like, when we were being a little bit more playful, it took a lot of pressure off of executing the technique perfectly. So to you, what what do you mean when you say trying to have more fun? Like, what does that look like for you? Well, I mean, you kind of hit on it. It's just the pressure, right? I feel like um, sometimes there's pressure to get it done right. Yeah. So if you're rolling with your partner and you ever say like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not getting this or you're stupid, right? Like you're feeling stupid. That's probably the pressure. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like that. I mean, you're going there. You're paying to learn something, right? You're paying to have fun. I don't feel like we should ever feel like there's a pressure not to show up because you don't want to look bad, right? Right. And I, I feel like I, we've changed many instructors, right, over the last three or four years. Preach. So it almost felt like there was a pressure every time we had a change. And, uh, you know, I, like I told you, I've heard people on the mat. Uh, we've had some people that, the people that have gotten their blue belts, some people that have gotten other belts, um, when we've switched to a different instructor, some feel like now they, they don't deserve the belt they had, right? So they, I know they feel that pressure because they're at a certain belt level with whoever the instructor is, they need to perform at that level or better. So now, look, for me, I didn't get our, my blue belt with our current instructor. I would say I was feeling pressure before, right? Now I'm not feeling any. I'm just not going to have any pressure. There's just none. I'm just going to have fun. 
I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to pay my dues, show up to class, and have fun. What do you think was what, what do you think was the the mind shift, the mental change on that? Was it taking the break? Taking the break, the separation, just and being it, away from it. Yeah. And it, do you feel like you appreciate it more now that you came back because you had that break and and you're like, man, like if if I feel good, like everything's going great, like but you're just trying to catch up. Like how 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 do you feel now that you're back? I feel more balanced now going back. I feel balanced. like so, what do you mean by that? I feel like sometimes you can get um too wrapped into something, whether it be jujitsu, a video game, books, work, whatever. Like I feel like I was really focused too much on the jujitsu as far as I'm going to miss my kid's soccer game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the football game on Friday. I'm going to miss doing this stuff Saturday because I didn't want to miss class. I had to go to class. Now I just, with that long break, it was nice. It was fun to go to my kid's soccer, go watch my other daughter at cheer, uh, spend more time with the family. It's so Now I just feel like I'm more in balance with my personal life. So I'm just going to go to my classes the two days a week. I'm not going to miss my kids' classes or games. And it just, I feel like it's just a better balance. And that's how I was when we started. Yeah. So it's just nice to get back to that. That No, that's a, that's a valid point too, because I feel like when, when you start getting to the point where you're taking your hobby more seriously than, you know, your, your family or things like that. And this may be a little hypocritical of me because I take I take the podcast very seriously, and you know I try I try to make sure that I go to jujitsu twice at week at, at a minimum. Um, but I think I think it's a little different because the podcast actually pays a little bit of money, and you know we've been seeing good growth and stuff like that lately. But I really try to make sure that if you know there's, I try to put my family first, or I try not to leave the house for jujitsu until I. I feel comfortable that the family's settled. Right. Lordell's good. Food is made if it needs to be. Maybe Lordell's cooking already. Make sure the kids are calm. Like if I if I leave the house and the house is in chaos, I know when I get to class, one, I'm gonna feel bad when I when I start right. coming home because I'm gonna be like, I've had an hour and a half break or two hours, three hours something. I've been getting choked for two hours. I feel horrible right, with that break. You know, right. And, <laughs> yeah. and so like like you said, right? Like you have to you have to honestly put your personal life first and not all the time i mean sometimes you can put your jujitsu first like hey well i'm going tonight because i need it we have put it first normally when we're separated from the family tdy working things like that you know yep yeah so i i I, that's cool hearing that you know you're you're having these this reimagining of what your journey looks like and I like I said, man. When you first took your break, I was worried because you're 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 a blue belt, and I was like, "Oh, fucking John's done." <laughs> well, we had already went past the average. Uh, yeah, you know, that's true. We had already went past the yeah. average. I know time. three years almost as blue yeah, belts, man. Yeah. It's like it's crazy to think about how how far we've come and in, in our journey. You know, n- next year will be five years of doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. November, I think nineteenth is three years as as a as a. Uh, as a blue belt, if you guys are listening to this, it might be, I think it's November 21st when this episode comes out. Um, and, Oh, no, no, this this episode's coming out next week. Anyways, um, so, you know, November 19th is going to be three years as, as, a, as a blue belt, man. And I'm not going to lie. I was thinking I was going to be a purple belt <laughs> by now, like just previously. 
uh, based on our I'm journey. glad I never thought that. Like, I, was like, for I, was like, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, it was just like, I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna be a pro, I'm gonna be a blue belt for maybe two years, two and a half years. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna be a blue belt very long. And in my mind, I know blue belt's your longest belt. You know what I mean? But three, I'm honestly glad that I've been a blue belt for, you know, almost three years. Cause some people have been blue belts for, I mean, Billy was a blue belt for what, eight years, nine years, long 10 time. years, something like that, yeah. a long time. Uh, Cody was another blue belt for five, six years. Uh, so I think I think three years as a blue belt's been great. I've I I've never felt like I've stopped learning or uh, I've taken advantage of it or anything like that. And that's what's kind of funny too about belts is because people people have these ideas in their head that you know oh man I have to get the next belt because X Y and Z. And you could you truly feel it when you get your when you're a white belt looking to get that first promotion to blue. In your mind, you have like these ideas of like, hey, I need to be a blue belt so I can do whatever, or it's it's a validation of whatever. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if you're in the class with everyone else, learning the same thing everyone else is, it has no matter of what your belt color is because you're learning the same exact thing everyone else is yeah and you can watch a lower belt um you know catch higher belts all the time yeah yeah, that 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 belt really i mean yes it shows your skill level most of the time right but you can be very new to the game and have an outstanding skill level you know your belt's just not there like like i've learned that you know the belt yeah you can look at it but it doesn't really matter you know you can find some badass blue belts that are easily tapping purples and browns true i mean you look at like adcc right uh there's a lot of guys at adcc that are purple belts blue belts you know brown belts brand new black belts or whatever like all skill levels and tiers Mm -hmm. and you know they're they're performing at the highest level possible and so i always i don't like when people say belts don't matter but I understand how that can be true because at the end of the day, a belt doesn't matter in the sense of it's going to stop you from learning something unless there's a, like a higher, there's like an upper level. Well, class, I mean, the argument's but, like I, you could say belts don't matter because you can look at no gi. Right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you have a white belt in that class and a black belt, they're not wearing it. Yeah. Right? Uh, it just, just purely skill level. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, man, you're, you're whooping my tail. Yeah, like, yeah. Like when John, uh, a white belt, was a brand new white belt, but they were been doing nogi and MMA for <laughs> God knows how long. And yeah. They're just catching John and knee bars and yeah. everything left and right. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know yeah, I don't even know what you're doing, bro. You keep yeah, doing it. I'm just yeah, going to keep tapping. By all means, you're like getting buck wild over here on me. So, But I'm glad you're back, John. It's It's good seeing you back. Um, I'm excited for us to be releasing more episodes of just you and me. Uh, this is going to be the first one of many. Like I mentioned in the last episode, John and I are um, going to weekly episodes, and we're going to try to do John and I interview, John and I interview. This month isn't going to be like that. The last two episodes of the month, if you guys are listening to it when it comes out, are going to be interviews. But um, so, yeah, it's it's great that we're going to be able to start kind of documenting our journey a little bit more again. You know what I mean? I feel like we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, for sure we haven't. Yeah. It's so, good to get back, get back to that, and just have a, you know, just a conversation. Yeah, and it kind of reflection, I feel, is very important whenever it comes to learning um, anything, right? When I was in college, I went to school for organizational leadership, got my bachelor's in that, and 
One of the things that I learned there was the importance of reflection in team building and in organization building, right? Because say that you guys do a campaign to do something, whether it's change something at work, uh, hire more people or whatever it is, right? The team is doing something together. Right. And at the end of it, you accomplish it or you don't. It doesn't matter what the outcome is per se. What matters is you look back on how it went, right? Because that's going to tell you where your your highs were, your lows were, what what worked, what didn't, you know what I mean? Who 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 worked harder than others, right? right? right. Uh, things you can do better in the future, things that you should do again, right? And I, do, I feel like that is the same thing that should happen in jujitsu. Not enough people, in my opinion, reflect on their journey in the micro sense right they 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 reflect on it in the macro sense of man i've been doing jujitsu for five years look how far i've come in jujitsu man i've i've uh been a blue belt for three years right but they don't in the micro sense they don't reflect on right after the class right we all just kind of like leave hey guys we'll see you uh, next next day right um but, you know, thinking about, like, what happened in that class, like, truly driving home. Like, when I drive home, I try not to have music on. I'll just drive home and just think about the class and, like, the roles that I had and try to replay the technique in my head. And if I can replay the technique on how I was supposed to do it, that kind of, like, embeds it better for me. You know what I mean? And so I think more people could do that. Or journaling watching your videos if you you know i've been watching my videos a lot more lately because i've been posting them on instagram so i've been learning a lot more that way too so i think reflection and something might be good for you too now that you're back is a little bit more reflection yeah the end of it. i try to do that too on the way home uh i'll think about how the class went i really try to think about it the following morning on my way to work because mm. that is the time where i feel like i'm not going to be able to take notes when i'm in class right true I'm, i don't have time to write them afterwards i'm driving true. home so that is the way I try to like cement it in my brain. So what do you do? You just, are you just driving to work and you're just like. Just thinking through the steps and like, you know, when you say like, what could I have done better? I don't know about everyone else, but I hate when I space out when the instructor's teaching something. Preach. And it just happens. I'm really trying to focus, yeah. right? I'm like trying to pay attention. And all of a sudden I'm in la la land and I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why that happens. You know, I really try not to do that. I don't know if anyone has any tips or tricks on that. By all means, let me know. I, I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same. <laughs> I remember the it was a couple weeks ago. I was Sean was teaching something, and uh, I think I was like looking off on something, or I like yawned, or I don't remember exactly what I did. But he stopped. He said, "Travis, am I boring you?" I said, <laughs> "I said, uh, uh, no, no, professor. Um, I have ADHD, so if I look lost, it's just my brain wandering right now." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to you. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it, it just happens. Yeah. I've so. seen, I've seen my kid do the same thing in class. She'll be like, oh, la, la, la. I'm like, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Since Charles has like been back or has been doing the adults class with me, I, he's like, I'll sit there and try to pay attention as hard as possible. <laughs> and I see Charles back turned, looking up at the ceiling, walking <laughs> yeah. in circles. Yeah. And then he, he like claps and he's like, like no, no, don't tell you don't know what you do. You like you over there making origami in the corner of the mat. Like, yeah, I've told my partner before. You know, there's time to go. We clap, and I'm like, bro, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't even see what the hell he was teaching. You're gonna have to go first. <laughs> you know, I find it's worse later in the day, and I don't know if it's just mental exhausted. Yeah, you know, you've, you've been up 16 hours, and then you're in class. You know, Preach, I don't man. know. I don't know. 
Preach, man. Well, John, it was good getting back to our roots and having you back in 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 the class and whatnot. So now we can, you know, once again go back to what does it feel like in your journey? You know what I mean? So I'm, sure. I'm excited for that, dude. So um, you got anything else? No, I should make it to the adult class um, probably first week of December. Cool, cool. I'm excited for that. Well, they're all adult class, but I mean like the, uh, you know. The advanced yeah, class. Yeah, I air quoted yeah. on that if you're not watching because none of us are advanced. We're yeah. just a little bit Honestly, better. the same people that go to the advanced classes are in the fundamentals class. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think there might be one or two. It's new, just new it's people. actually just extra classes you can get in yeah, during the yeah, week. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. More rolling. Well, before they didn't used to roll, but yeah, that now semantics. Yeah. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening at home. Uh, make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram. Elbows tight everywhere. We are almost at 1,000 followers on Instagram. I think we're like right now, like 24, 25 away from a thousand followers, which is pretty cool. So if you guys are listening to this and you don't follow us on Instagram yet, please go follow us on Instagram and uh, yeah, check us out. Elbows tight everywhere. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening at home. Uh, remember no oil checks here. Peace. All right guys. Peace.